Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. I love this theme song that we do every. You do every week. <laughs> it is inspired from the elephant character Bing Bong from Inside Out. Oh, is that the character's name? Yeah. Who's the something da 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 bing bong bing bong? I didn't is know it that. Bing bong? I think it's bing something, bong. It's something like that. I can Google it if you want. <laughs> you should, the theme song that I've generated and don't know why. Anyway, while James is doing that, also, hello. Also, theme song is a very loose. Uh... Welcome to Suggestible Pod. I am Claire. James is here also. We are married and we recommend you things. I was right. Well done. He's a fluffy pink kind of elephant that was the imaginary friend of the main character. It's a sad movie. It is. Yeah. It is a sad movie. It's about it's, emotions. It's about emotions. Have you emotions. seen Soul yet? I tried it. I tried watching it with our son and oh, he no, just not, looked at me and was like. It's not for kids. No. It's good. It's really good. I really liked it, but it's not a kid's movie. No, see, because I had It's, to it's an older it. kid's movie, if you, I would say, if you're like yeah. 10 to I was really enjoying it, oh, but, great. but I just had to turn it off because he yeah. wasn't into nah, it. No one's punching anybody. No. And it's very like ethereal and existential. It is, it's, yeah. yeah but do you know what I've re- discovered this week? Do you know who John Batiste is? Yeah, I know John Batiste. He's, um. Stephen Colbert's band leader. Yeah, the, yeah. On the like, Late I, Show. I'm like, how do I know this guy? Also, but yeah. the main character in Soul is based on him. He's is the main it? character. Yeah, and so obviously it's not his story. Yeah, but I've recently gone into a massive deep dive of John Baptiste. He's so young, he's, that guy as well. Oh, he's incredibly yeah. talented. He's incredibly incredible musician. It turns out he's from New Orleans and yeah. he's from a very old, what well, the Baptiste family, mm. who are just these musicians. And Stephen Colbert does these gorgeous videos oh, with him yeah. on YouTube, where he just takes John takes um, Stephen to his hometown of New Orleans, and they just go through all these kind of cultural stuff. And I just I fall in love with his he's music. Fun, man. I oh love my that god! Guy. Yeah, yeah, but he's just like he's got this really cool energy. That's like, hey man, mm. enjoy the music. You know, he's just clearly there for the joy of it yeah. all. And he has this philosophy about life called social music. Yeah, and so he gets interviewed because he's released a single recently called "I Need You," which is also really fun. And the video clip's got a whole lot of swing dancing in it. It's just really cool. But he. Yeah, his, his whole philosophy on life is that for thousands of years, music was used as a way to communicate as a part of the fabric of everyday life. Like people made it together because they mm. didn't have streaming services or anything. So that musical talent was necessary to have music in your life. And yeah, we've true, kind of yeah. lost that because it's become commodified and now it's on streaming services mm. and available on the radio. And we listen to it, but we don't make it in the same way that we used to. People used to use it for sacred music and for thousands of years in rituals and at celebrations, you know, People you'd would have... stand around the piano or whatever and do a, yeah, s- a song. Yeah, sing along and, and I remember as know, a kid because my family used to, not my family, like my, my grandma used to play and like stand around and like, and I'm like, I fucking hate this. Oh, I love but it. But I know, I, rec- I recognise now that like I would love that now. Like, yeah. Yeah, As a kid so I'm just gorgeous. like, I want to watch Ninja Turtles and all this. <laughs> Yeah. I can totally see our son roll. He rolls his eyes. Every time I start to sing, he's like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> but it has to be like, you got to also realize that the people who played that music, they that was their music. 
growing uh, up, yeah. but it's not our music, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's the, exactly. I guess that's the difference, yeah. But that's the thing though, like their music was a part of the social fabric mm. and so you'd go to a party and in order for people, and it reminds me of, you know, even um, I was watching something recently on a family from Chile and the way they celebrate in at their parties, they have like their rallies come and play music and then they're all dancing and doing mm. all this stuff and it's just part of their everyday. And there's a deep part of me, I think, that I that really longs for that because yeah. I used to go to church all the time and yep. then at school I was teaching, I would have singing and music and choir as part of my everyday. Yes. And so I sing all the time. <laughs> but it's really, anyway, it just was so, he articulated so well that idea of social music that yeah. like, and while he's in New Orleans walking down the street, he just like has got this little mouth keyboard and he just like goes doobly doop doo doobly doo to this like homeless man. This homeless man has a tambourine and just starts playing the tambourine. Yeah, right. And it's just this like gorgeous little moment and I'd then he just cruises on. Me too. Yeah. The, we should it, go. Oh, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe not this year. No, maybe not this year or next year or the year after no, or the year after that. I would love if anyone lives in New Orleans, email us in. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Um, what if they emailed in they're like, nah, it's not, it sucks actually. <laughs> also, oh, I just want to point out, you've got music in your life because once a week you take our infant daughter to a very oh, sad okay. music class. Okay. This is what I was trying to get at. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate that music It's class. not for you though, is it? Is no, it? but she doesn't. No, it's not. But she doesn't really like it that much either. She's warming up to she it. Liked it the, it's like a little tots music. It's so class. weird because she fucking loves everything. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> we gave her a lemon this week to try a <laughs> lemon, just, thinking it would be hilarious. And, like and she was just like, mmm. Like she just is not faced by any foods of any description. So funny. She's totally my daughter. Yeah. Um, anyway. I do have that music class. I just, it made me realize I need to start playing guitar more again. I completely agree. And I need to learn songs because my dream is to have people over having beers and then someone plays the guitar and we all do sing along. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really love that. And uh, anyway, John Baptiste, everybody, few, go and check musical, him out. Musical friends that are. Yeah, we do, but no one does that anymore, like brings out their guitar. My cousin Dan does. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. so talented. See, this is the thing. I won't say his last name. Uh, Andrew, he does it. Oh, yeah, he yeah, does too. He's big on that. Yeah. Yeah, mm. bloody awesome. I love it. Yeah, he's great. So good. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> That's our, my first recommendation off the bat, John Baptiste. Music. And deep dive into his back catalogue of just incredible. He does this um, version of Blackbird by the mm. Beatles. Oh, really? On the Stephen Colbert yeah. show. And it's just mesmerizing. You know when you watch someone that's so incredibly talented and there's something about the piano that I just mm. love and just watching him kind of, he's got his liking soul. He has his eyes closed while he plays because yeah. he's so in the music. I didn't know that. That's really fascinating. Just, you can totally say it. You should, you should finish that movie. Yeah, I really need to finish yeah. it. Cause, but the way in Soul where when he starts, the main character starts playing the piano and he's just transported yeah. into a whole other world. It's real, it does a really good job of – because it's, it's a world that, that's, that I don't fully understand or appreciate. Like I recognise that. But it does a really good job of like visualising how that – yeah. How somebody, how you We've feel with yeah. music. Yeah, and once you've watched Soul and then you watch John baptiste play, you can mm. see him. It's like this conjuring up this kind of magic around mm. you. And that's sort of when I've been singing in big choirs or when I really am doing music in the way that I love to do it, you do kind of disappear into it. And I close my eyes sometimes while I'm singing too, which is really embarrassing. Some people have like made fun of me. But it's because it's like... You sink into another place. Yeah. And I just, anyway, I miss having that in my life. 
So I need to find some way of doing that. I went surfing instead. That's cool. <laughs> it is, man. I'm rad. Anyway, I've done my recommendation now. Cool. Hats off to you, my friend. Well, speaking Happy of music, uh, I watched Framing Britney Spears, the documentary <gasps> about how Britney Spears' life is terrible and has always been terrible in a way. So uh, I know you haven't watched this yet, so I'm not going to. Well, I've I mean, read a lot about it. I mean, it, you, know, you know, people know the story of her life, but yeah. essentially it follows her from like a very young age when she was like, you know, as a performer, this is even before like the Mickey Mouse Club and how she came up and, you know, became, you know, with the Oops, I Did It Again and then that whole thing and then and then her, her very public breakdown and now where she is now where she might be trapped and controlled by her father up until very recently. Mm-hmm. So it covers all of that, but it's just like it's so sad. Like the... It just you just see the life just gets squeezed out of her. Do you know what I mean? Because you see her as a kid, and she's all like bubbly and like obviously very talented. And one of the first like shows she does, you know, she does a song of whatever it is, and she's great. And then the like the very old guy who's like hosting the show is like, "So have you got a boyfriend yet, or whatever?" And it's like, "What are you fucking? What are you doing?" And then from that, she you know becomes a, a teen idol, and then it and it's all like just constant questions about. Is she a virgin? Who's she dating? And then when her and Justin Timberlake broke up and then she's kind of thrown under the bus by him and... Um, and kind of painted as yeah. like a promiscuous girl, yeah, I guess. Like exactly. Like a fall or from a heartbreaker, or exactly. And then, if, and then it goes up through when she starts having kids and you see like the paparazzi just like wear her down. Because at first she's like happy to smile and she'll sign, she'll sign things and whatever, but then it's just like all the time. Like she cannot literally go over it. People are just screaming at her. There's like always like ten cameramen around her at one time. They even interview one in particular, the guy who captured the moment where remember she like attacked him with the um, um umbrella mm. after she'd shaved her head. And it's crazy because like there's a complete like lack of self awareness from this person. He's just like, I thought we were like helping. It was like a relationship where we both like we both benefit from this and whatever. But it's like what are you talking about? Like that that's clearly not what this is or maybe you just don't want to see it. I don't know, but it's it's horrifying like the way that she's being treated over these and it's for it's for no reason. Like she hasn't real I know she's made like some poor life choices. I'm very much aware of that. But a lot of these things are a result of the way that, you know, she's she was been, hounded. Yeah, she, totally. It's it's so devastating in so many ways. I think this reminds me so much of Amy Winehouse, the yeah, Amy definitely. Winehouse documentary. And just the trajectory even of, like, Lindsay Lohan. Yep. I mean, she was – Lindsay Lohan, for instance, was lauded as, like, this incredible actress that mm. was this up-and-coming she child is, yeah. star. Amazing. And then I think it, she sort of fell off the rails. And a lot of it has to do with just how much she was hounded by yeah. the paparazzi. And it's the same – Princess Diana, there's a story same, about yeah. that too. When you look at the way – when you really step back from it – Having men, and it's always men, with huge cameras following your every move and men you don't know, like faceless men, Mm. as a woman particularly, that would be frightening. Like really, 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 really scary. People like shoving and like to get a better picture, or like yeah, you're it's trying not to get a couple through. of guys. It's no. like it's fifty. Or like you're trying to drive out, but the, your car is like surrounded. Like every time you go anywhere, you go to a drive-through at the window, and somebody runs up and. Gets yeah. a photo of it. Like, it's fucking insanity. It is. I mean, and there's, and I mean, it's really devastating because you take this kind of bright spark of talent in yeah. someone, and Amy Winehouse was the same. 
and the, you just slowly crush it out yeah. of them because I think what also is obvious is the same thing that happened with Amy Winehouse, Britney Spears' family were not on her side no. in lots of ways. And so when you've got people who are surrounding you who aren't on your side either and are corrupt and are trying to sell you out and make a buck from you as well, you don't have anyone to protect you. And no. if you're a child star that then goes through teen- your teenage years on the, like, world stage. Like, she was the most famous woman in the world for so long. Yeah. For that particular period. She still, like, is one of the most Yeah, absolutely. And you're kind of put on a pedestal and kind of sexualised, sexualising a student, like a a high school student. that's exactly Um, what it was. Do you remember how huge, because we were in high school. um, Yeah, she was, it was. Massive, like the the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you don't have strong family, I think, around you to protect you and people you can really trust, Mm. I think, you know, of course she's damaged. Of course. Of course. You see, like, the people that she turns to as well are often, but not always, but like the wrong people. Yeah. Just taking advantage of it. Totally. And I follow her on Instagram and it's so weird. Really disturbing. It does. She's clearly not mentally completely well. How could you be? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly right. So I, it's interesting, Jennifer Garner, you know, who I love and Halle Berry and a few other actresses um, or actors uh, actually went to the courts in America to talk about um, and try and get legislation put in place for paparazzi following their children. Yeah. Because, and they won. Yeah. Over a long period of time, which is, I think, incredible because the effect that that would have on your kids as well mm. and having just m- men that you don't know follow you and and follow you like at high speeds in cars yeah. and like while you're on holidays and at the park and in all different situations. The flip side of it is obviously that if you are a celebrity, there are a lot of great things that come with being celebrity, including wealth and, um, I guess, power. Yeah, and opportunities. All, and, and opportunities, course, yeah. credit opportunities, all of those things. And so the downside, like, I, I guess, is that then a part of your life is available mm. publicly. I and, don't think that should be – like that shouldn't be a trade-off though. If you want to do your, this thing your and you love it. For your personal safety. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like Daft – Punk uh, retired this week. I don't know if you saw. And they did it for 28 years. And, like, there's a, there's a few photos of those guys, what they really look like, but they just were very famous and very anonymous, like, the entire time. But, like, you don't, you don't have that, like, she's not going to wear a helmet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. like, it doesn't, there's, there's, surely there's, like, a way to do this properly. But it's interesting the way it even frames her in comparison to, like, Justin Timberlake, who just, like, walked away from it mm. and is, you know, I'm not saying he's a terrible guy. I don't, I don't know anything about him, but he definitely did like throw her under the bus at the start. Yeah. Probably with some prompting because it helped sell albums, you know, yeah, Cry Me a River and all that. He's recently come out with one of those statements that you had yeah, to exactly. come out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, also apologise. It was a good yeah, statement. of course. You had, you, Apologising yeah. and because it was a, it was um, a different world at that time. Totally not that was, that's excusing yeah. him at all. Yeah. But it is interesting. But people left him alone though. That's the difference exactly, also. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think there is a deep sort of ingrained misogyny in this mm. it, it, because – that idea of like really sexy girl sells a lot of magazines, sells yeah. a lot of front covers, and we often treat, and by we I mean the collective we, often treat really famous women very differently to famous men yeah. and hold them up to a, a much higher standard mm-hmm. in lots of different ways. And I think they do. Like photos of Justin Timberlake will sell some magazines, but they wouldn't sell as many no. as a photo of Britney Spears with 10 kilos extra weight on or a shaved head yeah, or exactly. whatever it is. 
And so, and it's the same with Princess Diana. I mean, Prince Charles didn't get half the like crazy paparazzi no, following him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, all I'm saying is, I think that there is a special kind. Of, I mean, look at Meghan Markle yeah, and how she yeah. was treated by the tabloids. There's definitely a very nasty streak that runs underneath so much yeah. of this media coverage and women just cop it in a way that men don't, yeah. I think. And oh, not the saying men don't cop it. Of course they do. Yes. But, yeah, it's devastating. It's I different. have to watch that yeah. documentary. You should. It's not fun, but uh, yeah. it's certainly very enlightening and insightful it and do- sad. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, being in our like mid to late 30s. Yeah. Um, me being mid, you being late. <laughs> I'll always be younger, my, even when I'm no, old. No, my plan is to die and then you overtake me in age. No. Yes. No. Yeah. What will I do? I'll have no one to make fun of. You can marry somebody even older <laughs> and then if they die. Oh, a sugar daddy. That's right, yeah. <laughs> no, I like Good luck finding much. an even more famous <laughs> podcaster, Claire. Oh, there's heaps actually. Now you're thinking about it. You could marry Joe Rogan. Oh, God, I couldn't think of anything worse. He'd be doing too many push-ups all the time. It's all kettlebells with that guy. Oh, kettlebells. Probably hit me in the head with one. He probably would. I might hit him in the head with one. Stop talking, Joe Rogan. <laughs> and take the bloody vaccine, mate. What are you doing? That's the second Joe Good Rogan Lord. appearance. Well, he is like the male Gwyneth Paltrow in a way. Yeah, that's so funny, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The- I was going to say, like, it's Oprah, but it's, he's not really because it's all, like, pseudoscience fucking nonsense kind of. Yeah. You know I mean? Look, I don't really know. I know quite a no. bit about Gwyneth Paltrow. I love a bit of GP, bit of goop. Yeah. Just love some, it. Just She's come out this week. dog shit opinions on things. No. I love it. <laughs> She's come out this week to talk about fasting or something and everyone's a bit, fasting, like, aghast. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Joe Rogan exactly. loves intermittent fasting. He's all about that <laughs> shit. Well, there you go. Anyway, what's your next thing? Anyway, all right. Uh, so this is because I watched I May Destroy You and It's a Sin and you were watching the Britney Spears docker and I was walking in and out of that. I was I went to a dark place. So Love I needed it. to go to a less dark place and so I decided to watch Firefly Lane. Oh, yeah. 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 There's some dark stuff though I saw. Yeah, yeah no. I was hoping for more fluff and it was a little dark, dark. But I still enjoyed it. So it's an American drama streaming television series created by Maggie Friedman for Netflix. The series is based on the novel of the same name by Kristen Hanna um, and it premiered on Feb 3rd. So it navigates the lives of two teenage girls in the 1970s all the way through to their adulthood in the early 2000s. Oh, my God, what an era. I know, I know. So Catherine Heigl plays Tully Hart, who's a famous host of a daytime talk show known as The Girlfriend Hour, kind of like an Oprah-esque kind of show. Yeah. Um, and Sarah Chalk, who we know, um, who plays Kate Malakley, but who we would know as Elliot from Scrubs. And also uh, the mother in Rick and Morty. Well, they, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, there you go. And she plays Tully's best friend and they've been friends since they were 14 and she is now a housewife who is trying to get back in the workforce um, while going through a divorce. She has a teenage daughter as well. So Ben Lawson plays Johnny Ryan, who is uh, Kate's husband and a producer on the Girlfriend Hour Tully show. For people who don't know, Ben Lawson is the brother of Josh Lawson, who's playing Kano in the upcoming Mortal Kombat <laughs> reboot. There you go. Don't give a rat's behooty about Australian. that. Australian. He's <laughs> Aussie. He's an, yeah, he's an Aussie fella. Oh, an Aussie fella. Yeah, he's an Aussie fella. He also plays the another Hemsworth brother in The Good Place, but he's like the uh. like he's like the least famous one. So he's all like, oh, like he's like <laughs> the saddest Hemsworth. He's, he's funny. Both those guys are funny. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, go he's on. quite good. Yeah. He's got like nice little eyelashes, some luxurious hair that you love. 
Anyway, he's very tall. That's got nothing to do with how funny he is. I don't know why you brought that up. <sighs> anyway, lucky you're funny, mate. Yeah, ish. <laughs> funny looking. Funny looking. Ah, I'm like you. not funny for a comedian, but I guess I'm slightly funnier than a really boring guy. So just like a useless <laughs> kind of funny. It's really what great. What are you talking about? People always, do you know this happens, listeners? You will probably find this entertaining. I don't know. James tends to go to parties. And people kind of just fall in love with him. This is not true, by the way. Yes, it is. No. But not not like women in like a romantic Oh, no, definitely not. That happened (laughs) once. I mean like blokes, like just some blokes, like just think that he is the funniest guy they've ever met. And multiple men have come up to me who I haven't known and said, oh, mate, oh, James, he's like the funniest guy I've ever met. He's bloody hilarious. Yeah, that's because they don't know actual funny people. <laughs> that's the difference. But what is hilarious like, to me think, yeah. is that I don't see you really talking to them very much and I know you. You don't like talking to people. You just want to sit in a corner with like one person no, I do like. like talking to people. I think you, you're selling me as this like this fucking Grinch or whatever. No, you do like talking to people. I do. You're right. Yeah. For a short For a very time. short period of time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just find that funny to me because like, you don't reciprocate almost ever with any of these guys that are like, James is like the funniest guy I've ever met. And I make like, friends, Claire. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying There's no. There's a guy at the gym that I gym with. Whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> Daryl or Derek? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Just great, man. No, I'm not saying you go to friends. I mean, you have very close friends that you really love and That like, I've known uh, for and, multiple years. Yeah, yes. correct. Exactly. I just find it funny that you often fall in. And people also often tell you like really deep, dark secrets. I do. I know a lot of deep secrets <laughs> and I like it. And it happens like... Like maybe the first time they meet you and all yeah, that happened the other day. You. I was telling you, I got like yeah, like a real download of like, whoa. Anyway, I'm not going to talk I about that. I think you have like one of those faces. Maybe that's I do. Just like really friendly. And Why lovely. can't I have a punchable face? <laughs> I'll punch your face. I would love that. that. Help, and then it'll be a punchable face. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anywho, anyway, back to enough these about how funny five. I am. What are we doing? <laughs> anyway, Firefly Lane. I'm enjoying it. Uh, what I'm really enjoying it for is the conversations between Tully and Kate because it's written by Maggie Friedman and obviously based on a novel by Kristen Hanna, both who are women. And so it's just the way women talk to each other mm. and it makes sense and it's funny and it's like so, like a little bit of ridiculous storyline but there's something lovely about also seeing two women in their 40s and Catherine Heigl has had a lot of work done clearly but still looks 40 yeah. and Kate Malarkey, um, who's played by Sarah Chalk, she obviously has not had much work done at all and she just looks like a person who has aged normally yes. into their 40s. Yes. Like she looks like 43. And it's like really refreshing. But it's slightly strange because I was watching Scrubs while I was breastfeeding and saw her at that age and now I'm watching this show. Yeah, when she was show. like 22 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So, you know, that's like slightly sobering. Yes. <laughs> but um, anyway, I just really appreciate that and I love a good script that's written by a woman and obviously not all women are good script writers, but I will say that they, the, I appreciate the dialogue in this particular show. All right. Hello, Claire here. Just a reminder that I have a newsletter called Taunts that comes out every Friday morning and you can subscribe in the link below or on my Instagram. There's a little link there with the first edition and a little spot where you can pop in. I would love you to be my pen pal. It's chock full of extra recommendations, usually one recipe that I love. Quick, easy, I promise. And um, just a little deep dive into my mind this week. Usually I tell you a story. All right, that's it from me. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The show. Uh, yes. Shall um, we go to the next thing? Yes. Do you I've got one that I do that Mason brought up and I was like, oh, I'm saving this for this. So I kind of didn't say much. I was like, I agree. I did enjoy that, but I'll talk about that on Suggestible. Uh-hoh. It's called The Kid Detective. Uh, it's directed by Evan Morgan. It stars Adam Brody. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it about a baby goat that is a detective? Uh, yeah, yes. Dressed in like a little Sherlock Holmes hat with a little monocle and he goes investigating a little goatee crime. Do you mean microscope? Oh, I've got it wrong too. By a microscope. What's it called? Isn't it a monocle? No, oh, magnifying, mon- magnifying glass. glass. Oh, yes. I thought Sherlock Holmes had a monocle. No, he's got a magnifying glass. Oh, is it tied to his face with a chain? It's not tied to your face. It's tied to your coat. So if it falls off, it doesn't hit the ground. Oh, you're, is that what doesn't, you do with do you your magnifying glass? Do you think it's tied to your face? Do you think it's like pinned into your head? I never thought about it, but yes, I think so. <laughs> I think you might. No, I thought it was tied to like your ear. Okay, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah, like no. around your ear? When you think about it, though, it's pretty. they're pretty dumb. Like you can see why they went out of fashion. <laughs> Yeah, if you really do, like, so how does it, do you have to hold it up to your no, eye? No, because you kind of squint and you can like, which what? is, I know, it's ridiculous. Well, you squint and hold yeah. it in place and have to keep your face. I'm like doing the face yeah, at exactly. the moment. I wish you could but see it. But it's mostly it, just like really if you just quickly squinting. need to read something or whatever, I'd imagine. But it reminds me of like the penny farthing. It's just like fucking get rid of this. Whenever <laughs> I see someone on a penny, penny farthing, I just want to kick the fucking front wheel out of it. Just like, I just hate him. Like, and anyone at a penny farthing wants to be like, look, it's me. I'm on a penny farthing. I'm like, not if I kick the fucking wheel out, you won't be. (laughs) Anyway, I hate it. I hate the penny farthing. What has it done to you? It's dead for a reason. Would you rather ride a penny farthing or stick a duck in your bum? (laughs) I'd take the duck in the bum (laughs) if you don't mind. What about wear a monocle or have a bionicle? Like Like a Lego bionicle? Like a leg, bi- a bionic leg. No, I'd wear a monocle. Uh, right. Leg technology isn't there yet, if I'm honest. <laughs> okay, I've thought about this. So uh, right. Kid Detective, uh, directed by Evan Morgan, stars Adam Brody from The O.C. Do you remember him? Oh, yes, Seth. yes, yes. He was he, recently in uh, Promising, in Young, Promising Woman. Young Woman. And Sophie uh, Nellis, I think it's pronounced. Anyway, so the story is that uh, Adam Brody, who's like in his early 30s, when he was a kid, when he was a child, he was like a he was like a like a super sleuth, like promising detective kind of guy, and like the kids would bring cases to him and be like, "Who put bees in my lock or whatever?" And he'd solve it all, but not that, that's not even one that happens. Or like some money goes, so like a jar goes missing with money, and he has to find it, whatever. Anyway, then he grows up and he's still this kind of detective, like so he's not like a proper detective. He's just like he solves like minor things, and it's mostly following people's husbands and wives to see if they're cheating or whatever. Then this girl uh, visits him, a 16-year-old, and, and is like, my boyfriend was murdered. And he's like, huh, this isn't, like, really my area, but whatever. Like, I'm not really doing anything. So it just follows him kind of sleuthing around, detec- detecting, if trotting you will. Trotting around with little yeah, goatee With this girl. Uh, <laughs> yes. Is that, is that the sound that's, of that's the That's how they sound, yes. You know what that reminded me of? The Taylor Swift video clip of the goat. The goat, yes. Ah, uh, yes, hilarious. I play that in my uh, my. 
classroom. They loved it. They, uh, except yes. for some of the boys who were like, oh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's like, shut up. You just don't like fun. Shut the, shut yes. the fuck up. Oh, say the pot <laughs> calling the kettle black. Yes, I recognise. I, re- <laughs> I recognise. Oh, on a traits. side note, today our son called me babe again. <laughs> And I'm on a mission to get him to stop calling Why is he call- me babe. I don't call you babe. No one calls me babe. I hate being called babe. I have no judgment if you call your partner babe or anyone else babe. Cool. Go for it. I just don't particularly enjoy it myself. Yeah. And now I think I've made a thing of it because he knows it annoys me now. So he's always like, hey, babe. And so then I sang back at him, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. And he was like, you better not play that song in the car, mum. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was just trying to educate you about some excellent music. He just wants to insult you. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so like it's a detective story. It's like, do you remember Brick, Ryan Johnson's Brick with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Correct. It's kind of like that, that except yeah. it's funny. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like there's got, they've got great recurring gags. There's one about hiding in cupboards, like when you break into someone's house to do some detective and hiding in cupboards. And what the difference between that is if somebody finds you when you're a 10-year-old and someone finds you when you're 32, the difference. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's another great recurring gag about well, like you wake up and he's like he doesn't know what day it is and he'll be like, come on, it's Monday, and people are like, it's Thursday or whatever. Like it happens. It's just it's very funny. It's a great mystery movie it's also the ending is excellent it's like really satisfying and cathartic and like deeply depressing in a way but also really funny like just throughout and not like gags and tripping over and whatever just like deadpan dark funny good yeah sounds great i should point out to you as well a lot of the, the the female roles aren't as big as you probably would like just want to point that out to you. All right, I appreciate that. Uh, but I appreciate it, you warning me. But it is very good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because this is the thing, right? A lot of very good film and TV mm. have shitty roles for yeah. women in that it. That being said, though, the 16-year-old girl in it who he has his little adventures with, she's very good as well. Right. So, she, yeah, cool. she does play a role in it. But, you know, it's, a, it's about him. Yeah. So that the kid detective, the movie is named that because it's about that <laughs> yeah. thing. Just so you I know. Get it. Yeah. I it's get it. I get it. I loved it. Yeah. You know what I like to do sometimes when I go and watch something? Just see whether if you made the main character a woman mm. but did not change the script, whether it would work. Yeah. That, and that. so often it just totally would. Yeah. De- yeah. Or just make them like, I don't know, in a wheelchair or from yeah. a different background. Definitely. Or, you know. Anyway, you find, I just yeah, do that in my with head. With most things, it would, it would be fine. Yeah, exactly. I was listening to a really interesting interview with Claudia Carvin um, about Bump and yeah. she was talking about how um, the casting director for Bump, the TV show that I watched the other day, which is brilliant, you should totally watch it if you haven't already, on Stan, is, is really great at sourcing actors who are really inexperienced and from diverse backgrounds. Yeah, right. And I thought that was really great too, like, and she's – that. It is about having casting directors who are willing to kind of go that extra mile and mm. think laterally about who they cast in their TV shows and films. Um, and a lot of the actors in that, in Bump, were first-time actors too. Yeah, yeah. So that was really Yeah, cool. a lot of fresh faces in that, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I really do too. Mm. Um, can I go now? Yeah. Are you done? That's no, I'm a, done, yeah. Okay, cool, excellent. Where was Kid Detective? Uh, I can't remember. I bought it on something. All right, okay, excellent. Probably on Google. 
play. All right. Okay. So my last recommendation is a poetry book, James. Ugh. Don't call it poetry. I'll be disappointed. I uh, brought it in for you too. The lungs, Joanna <laughs> It's really cool. It's called Tiny Lungs by Joanna Bennett. It's this glorious little poetry book that I got recommended from the Hilo, which is finished now. Dolly Alterton and um, Pandora Sykes, such a great, great podcast. People love that show. And, oh, my God. It was so good and so sad that it finished. But also great to end on a high. Also. Agreed. Anyway, so this particular poetry book is just glorious. She's British, so I got it sent over from the old Britannia and it's illustrated by her son. Um, The poems take in the inhalations and exhalations of the last few years in her life, Um, the oxygen, the carbon dioxide, the unexpected things, the different narratives, the dark rooms, the light rooms, the joy of the everyday, the loss of dear family members, the incredible children, the changing political landscapes, the giving birth and raising of children in a pandemic, the yearning for loved ones we are desperate to see and the deep love, kindness and laughter that she has gratitude for. It's just a a gorgeous look at um, new motherhood and parenthood, at grief, um, at raising kids while trying to work while also doing homeschooling, all of those bits and bulbs of life. Um, And it's just, it's really uplifting and sweet. And I've gifted it to a few friends who've had babies recently. Because I think it's like when you're a new mother and or new parents in general, you have very little room in your head to do anything other than like cry and cry (laughs) and just like walk around in a daze. But I, these are really short and they're not particularly um, good. Oh, they're good. You're recommending so a good thing you annoying. like. Sorry, I apologise. They're just not. They're not like complicated or like super in depth in that you have to spend a lot of time like pondering about them or anything. They're just like little snippets that I think help you to treasure and remind you of why parenthood is actually an incredible joy when you're in the pits of despair. Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> I mean, some people don't have kids if you don't want to. Correct. Exactly. Anyway, so I'm just going to read you two little ones. Um, This one I really loved called Replay Rewind. These are the small things that if I don't collect, I worry in time I might just forget. An exact turn of phrase, hand reaching out for mine, the characters and favourites all laid out in a line. The finger that points to a tower in a book, your hair wet, defiance, that laughter, a look. I study you in moments, the quiet times, my muse, the creating slideshow, the rose-tinted views. Very good. I know. And I just wanted to read you this last little one, Bones. Bones. Friend. <laughs> I've seen that show. If you're someone that's had something terrible happen to you. like Ever. I'm oh, sorry. Keep going. Okay. I'm not going to read that one. No, read it. I want to hear it. It's called no. Bones. What's wrong? Come no, on, man. I'm going to read you a different one. I'm going to read you a light on a sequin instead because okay. you're being rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. <I> just, <laughs> I know you hate poetry. No, I love poetry. <laughs> so annoying. So go on. Anyway, this is called The Light on a Sequin. I am the light on a sequin, the swirl as you're stirring your tea. I am the bit in that favourite song and toes running away from the sea. I am the first flash of spring, the warmth of the sun on your skin. I am the mischief that catches your cheeks and the twinkling laughter within. I am the love all around you, the pattern, the colour, the form. I am the voice that spurs you on, the quiet and calm in the storm. I like that, Claire. Can you read Bones now? No. Come on. Oh, man. All right, fine. Three poems. You let me read three, mate. Let you. I'll sing a whole song for you one day. I'll do that. Okay, Bones. Friend, let me sit beside you. Let me take those sorrow stones. I'd like to ease the burden that's been weighing down your bones. We don't have to speak and I'll just keep them here with me. 
So let your shoulders fall. I'll take this watch and oversee. I was good. I was enjoying that. No. Leave that in, colleagues. No. I have to. No. I've got a cop. Can I read that last bit? It's not finished. Of course you can. I know it's not finished because you had a coughing fit. (laughs) Oh. This is like the most touching one. You should leave. I was really enjoying it. Genuinely. Please continue. (laughs) Right. We don't have to speak and I'll just keep them here with me. So let your shoulders fall. I'll take this watch and oversee. And if you want them back, they are yours. Save one or two. We'll walk this path together and I will carry them for you. That was lovely. Thank you. Oh. I can't ever tell with Wait you. Wait for it. I'm sarcasm. trying to come and say No, it was good. I liked it. Genuinely. Anyway, Joanna Bennett, and uh, she's great. You can follow her on Instagram where she reads her own poetry much better than me without a coughing fit in the middle. Well, then I'm not interested. And thank you for enjoying them. I am. You're growing as a human, or are you just pretending? <laughs> I'm pretending, Claire. All right, fair enough. Fake it Excellent. till you make it, though. This is this is the dream, totally. Mm. All right, off you go, a reviewer time. Yeah, reviewer time. So, look, if you do want to review the show, it super super helps out, and maybe if you're lucky, you'll get this bloody get this bloody thing happen, and this uh, you'll get you get it read out. Read out. It's from Matt from New Jersey, uh, USA. Five stars. Revenge for you, Claire. Great job, you two. Great chemistry. First episode I listened to, someone wrote it and told Claire to shut up. No way. Love her perspective. <laughs> God, uh, my wife listening to it now. Love the back and forth. It may one day be a more successful podcast if you bring in Nick. Lol. And now for Claire's revenge. Shut up, James. Uh, just kidding. You guys are great. Official listener from New Jersey. So Aw, thanks, Thank mate. And on that, thanks for getting your wife to listen. We would love that. If you have a friend or a partner or a wife or a person in your life that you think would like this show, please make them listen to it mm. in the car, wherever you go. We would love that. It really helps us out. And also we just love to, like, get more people to listen and watch this stuff. Yeah, so that yeah, would yeah, be great. Yeah. And also we've had genuinely a lot of people writing as couples to say they listen to it together because it's really hard to find something to listen to that you both want to listen to because I don't want to listen to anything no. you listen and to. You probably pick something else other than this, but give it a go at least. <laughs> give it a bell, Cheryl. Mm. All right. Also, we love getting letters we into love the it. show. We bloody love it. And you can also send us a voice memo just on your phone. You can click the little a voice memo app, record a little figure message it out. for us just right on out. your phone, and then email it to us. There's a little square with an arrow in the corner. You can shoot you it right can off to us. You figure it out. We don't need to tell you how to do well, it. I'm figure just, it out. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm trying to support our listeners. No. I support figure you. Figure it out. I love you guys. You're awesome. Anyway. I don't love you. Figure it it's out. It's a hard year this year. Give it people is. some slack. Fine. Kind of just like read them a poem called Bones. <laughs> I was trying to read it as like a comforting thing and then I coughed all the way through it and stuff. I was about to die. It wasn't as comforting when you started coughing. No, it wasn't. Mm. Anyway, tried. So um, you can just email your voice memo to suggestiblepod at gmail.com just like Johan's clown has. I mm. hope I pronounced that correctly. Hey, James. Hey, Claire. Attached to this mail, you'll find a little audio. All right. Shall we click on it? We shall. All right. Here we go. 
Hey James, hey Claire, Johannes here from Rostock in northern Germany, and I have a suggestible for you. It's the movie Colossal from 2016. It's really bizarre about a kaiju attacking Korea and how that's connected to Anne Hathaway in a small US town dealing with substance abuse and toxic relationships. It's truly something special. Also, I wanted to send over a heartfelt thank you from Germany to Australia. You're always a joy to listen to and help keeping me sane. We're in statewide lockdown since last November. So you guys stay healthy and stay safe. Thank you very much. I've been meaning to watch Colossal. Oh, he sounds so lovely. Is Johan? Johan. You said it. Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's so lovely. Oh, my goodness. A little bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger maybe. Well, yeah, he's Austrian though. Oh, so maybe not. Anyway. Well, they're not yeah. dissimilar, I guess, because right, they true. border I just, each other. It's so lovely to hear from people from all over the world who are listening. It's so special. So thank you so much. I only like people who are from places that are near me, but uh, I still appreciate <laughs> it regardless. That's only because you don't like to leave your area slash house, whereas I cannot wait to get out of town. If you're in lockdown, I am so sorry and I'm really feeling for you. We're out again in Melbourne. We, we only had five days of it, but oh boy, it's a real time. So we're really thinking of you guys. And uh, Off the back of the five months we did last year. Just yeah, correct. Clarify, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we totally understand where you're coming from. Mm. So yeah, look after yourselves. Stay Please safe. Do. Stay safe. We'll uh, see you at, um, next week. We'll see them next week. See them next we, week. They'll hear us next week. That's very true, actually. Lucky I'm that. so sorry, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a real copy. Oh, God, I don't. I'm, oh, no. Should I get a test? Maybe I should. Anyway, as uh, always, thank you to Raw Collings for editing this show. He's done show. it again. I know. And, hey, Raw Collings, just as a special treat, at the end of the show, could you put a little bit of music from the old John Baptiste? Oh, very good. I think that'll be a good way to end the show. Hey, great. Okay, let's go and goodbye. Okay, bye. James, what are you doing? I'm trying to get these headphones out, Claire. You don't know what you're doing. <sighs> Hello, Internet. would like to invite you to take some time, close your eyes, and meditate with us on the beauty and grandeur of the celestial ball in the middle of space that we live on called the Earth. It's a beautiful place to be, and though we cover a range of topics on the show, we also want you to remember to take time to reflect and love yourself. So, without further ado. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 